Well, it's good to be here this morning. Hallelujah. Always good to feel the Spirit of God moving in our midst. And I just want to thank Terry for covering for me last week and for everyone else that pitched in and kind of filled the minimal void. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah, as I said earlier, you know, I got thinking about this morning and I thought, you know, uh, after COVID, I've got to look pretty good. <laughs> it's been a, maybe it's been, that's the good part of what's going to come out of all this. I won't seem so bad to you. <laughs> no, it's really good to be home. And uh, like I said, we did get in on the service. We watched it on Facebook down at our son and son's place. And uh, after we watched their service, because they had a service down there that we watched too. So we got a double portion last week of service. But it's so good to be back in your midst. Uh, I just want to share with you, I got an email from Markson, and uh, he said everything's doing really well over there since we sent him the money. He uh, actually did find another place to live. He said he was just waiting on finding a truck so he could move now. Uh, but he said all the children are healthy and doing well. Uh, I don't know if you remember last time before we took up the offering, he said I had one little girl that was very sick, and I suppose the money helped them to get medical aid for her, and so he said, all the children are doing good, and I can imagine they're eating very well, uh, but he was very appreciative, and, uh, and so am I. Just want to thank you again for your generosity, and I know God will bless you in return. Hallelujah. I'm going to start this morning in Matthew chapter 16. Hallelujah. And because we didn't get a resounding ovation when we said we were home, I'm going to go about half an hour to an hour today. (laughs) No, no, I'm just teasing. I I don't think I could do that even if, well, if God asked me to, I could, but that's just not in me. So I want to start in verse 13 of chapter 16 of Matthew, and uh, I just want you to begin to think about how blessed you are. We're going to talk about that here this morning. Verse 13 of chapter 16, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I the son of man am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? I want to just stop there for a minute. I don't know if you notice this, but I want you to realize that you have the choice to say who Jesus is in your life. You don't have to depend upon what everybody else is saying. You know, you need to find who Jesus is and stick with it. And let's go on to 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's the right answer. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And he goes on to say, I'm going to build my house upon this rock. And really the rock is the fact that Jesus is the Christ. It's not Peter. Peter's not the rock. The rock is the fact that Jesus is the Christ. And if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, you're helping to build the house of God. The house is being built upon that. 
But I want you to notice what Jesus said to Peter, blessed art thou. Because flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you. My Father has revealed it to you. And it's the same with us. You know, you're not here. You have not accepted Christ because of what the flesh knows. It's because of the Spirit inside of us. And the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Father that drew us unto Himself. And I want you just to think about this. Uh, when we were down at Brad's, uh, he got us watching, and maybe you guys have seen it, kind of a documentary called The, uh, the Chosen. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Uh, but it's, a, it's kind of a documentary story of Christ's life. And I, although it may not be all biblically true, I, I can't disprove that it's not. Because it shows Peter as a young man, kind of a thief, you know, kind of a questionable type guy. And, uh, you know, just that kind of a way. It, it, you know, it's just really kind of cool. It shows uh, Nicodemus. And, and his character is kind of interesting in this. But I just got to thinking about it. I, really what stirred me about it and what got me on this message this morning was when Jesus called Simon. And I thought, you know, this narrative that they put out makes it so real, you know. I mean, I don't know about you. I've never really, I mean, I guess in a sense I maybe have pictured Peter in my mind. But then to see on the screen somebody playing Peter... And seeing Jesus speaking to him and saying, you know, come and follow me. I thought, yeah, that's just what he did to me. And just what he did to you. Jesus spoke to our hearts and said, come on, follow me. You know, even though he wasn't there physically, he was there spiritually. And we've been called. And if you've accepted the fact that Jesus is the Christ, you're blessed. I want you to think about that. You know, I've been thinking about this. And, and Jesus said, you know... I'm not willing that any should perish. When he died, he didn't die just for those of us that might accept him. He died for everyone. You know, the only thing that we have going for us over anybody else is that we've accepted Christ. You know, and I want you to think about that. How many people are in the world that are looking for the same thing that we've found? You know? Weren't we looking for it before we were found? We were looking for something in our life that was stable, that was truth, that would bring us peace. People are in the world seeking that. And guess what? We have the answer. Jesus is the Christ. It's that simple. Jesus is the Christ. And because we've accepted that, we're blessed. So if you, were, if you have not accepted Christ, you're not blessed. I mean, you may have the blessings of this world and all its uh, trappings and so on and so forth, but in all reality, you're really not blessed because you're pouring out your soul for those things that do not last. Hallelujah. It doesn't profit us if we gain the whole world and lose our soul. We see here Peter standing up saying, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Blessed are you. I want you to just think about that. You're blessed. Why? Because you know the creator of the universe. Not only do you know him, he's living in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to go to Romans chapter 8.
Verse 28, I'm going to start. This is a very familiar scripture to most of us. We use this a lot of times. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Called. The calling. Come, follow me. And I want you to, we're going to go on to 29 here. For whom he did foreknow, who do you think that is? Everybody. There's not a single person in the world, and even those that are not born yet, that God does not know. He foreknew each and every one of us. Remember what David said? You knew me before I was even formed in the womb. So God foreknew everyone. Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. This goes back to what I was saying. He's not willing that any should perish. Christ died for everyone. He predestined. His desire was that everyone would come into his likeness, would come and follow him, would hear the call and heed the call and follow him. Whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I want you just to realize that God's desire is for everybody in the world to come to him. And it always has been. And I think we probably understand that. But the truth of the matter is, is once you come to Christ, you're blessed. Very blessed. <laughs> very, very blessed. You know, it, it's just thinking about it, that, that presence of God in our lives, in our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to go to 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to just start with verse 1 here in 2 Peter chapter 1. Just kind of, kind of close with this scripture and speak about it just a little bit. Simon Peter, the called one, the blessed one, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ of them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. He's speaking to us. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Do you notice that? You want grace and peace? Get to know Jesus more. The more you know him, the greater your grace and peace is going to be. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. I want you again to look at this. This is that choice. He's provided everything that pertains to life and godliness for everyone. Some people just haven't accepted it. And even those that have accepted him really haven't fully maybe come into awareness of this. That everything, you know, in our life, God has ordained and planned. He's given us everything to get through this life and godliness. Hallelujah. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Goes back, you know, when Jesus calls us, he's desiring us to come to him, that we would follow him so that he can make us into the likeness of God. He said, no man knows the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Jesus wants to reveal to you the Father. 
I don't know if you remember with his disciples, they said, well, show us the Father. And he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. His whole desire and his whole purpose when he came was to show us the Father. You know, and I want you to think about that. The love of God is what draws us to God and what continues to keep us, I think, in God's presence and in his will. We've been given exceeding great and precious promises that we might be takers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, and temperance patience, to patience godliness, godliness brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness charity. I don't know about you, but I don't think all of these are perfected within my life yet. I think I've got a ways to go. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you may, shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember we just talked about grace and peace, how it's multiplied through the knowledge of Jesus. Jesus is saying all these things will help you uh, grow in the knowledge of God or of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off. And have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. I want you to notice this. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence. See, we just talked about giving diligence to add all these things to our life. Now he's saying, rather, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail or fall. Excuse me. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I just want to kind of talk about this calling and election. I think we need to realize that every man has been called. Jesus' desire is that everyone would follow him. And now, I think there's a scripture that says something about we have not chosen him, but he has chosen us. But in all reality, it goes back to the fact that even though he's chosen us, we have to choose him also. And I think we realize it because he's chosen, in a sense, everyone. He calls everyone. He's chosen everyone to meet in his kingdom. Some won't. But that's not God's fault. God has done everything. Remember back there, he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's done everything he can to get us into the kingdom of God. Now it's our choice. But I was thinking about, see, the calling, when it talks about calling, that's an invitation. You've been called into the kingdom of God. You've been invited to come into the kingdom of God. If you've accepted that invitation, you're in the kingdom of God. You've elected, you have chosen to join into that kingdom. So we need to make sure our calling and election is sure. In other words, that our invitation and our receiving of that invitation is sure. We're doing all the things that we can to continue in the faith and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, and it may go back up to this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and so on and so forth. But it's all about being diligent in the things of God. It's all about being diligent to listen to the voice of the Spirit and to Jesus Christ speaking to us through His Word and through the Spirit of God. But I want to just encourage you this morning. You've been called. Who have you elected to follow? You know, we're coming up on election year. And we get to cast a vote to choose who we want to lead us, in a sense. This is a sure bet here in this one. Elect Christ into your life. 
Choose him into your life. You will be blessed. You will be blessed beyond measure. Uh, you know, it just hit me so hard when I began to talk or read about this, you know, and, and you know, he said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. And I thought, yes, we are also blessed to be in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So make your calling and election sure. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to thank you for your word. I thank you that you've called us. Hallelujah. Lord, now that we've been called, Lord, may we elect the right leader in our life. May we make sure that what we've elected and who we've elected, Lord, are the right choice. And make sure that we're following with diligence that one. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for calling us. I thank you, Lord, that I heard your voice one day say, Come, follow me. Follow me. Hallelujah. Just love you, Lord. Give you praise today. Father, help us to make our calling and election sure. We give you praise and honor. Amen. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me my feet on solid ground it makes me want to shout hallelujah thank you Jesus Lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise it makes me want to shout
I just got thinking that maybe there's someone here this morning that hasn't elected Christ in your life and you'd like to. I just want to open up the altars. Just ask you to come. Hallelujah. He's here to meet with you. He's called us. He desires that we would elect him and choose to follow him. And he will bless you. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to come forward. Any of us here that are Christians probably made the same pilgrimage down to the altar. We're afraid and fearful. What's this going to look like? It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Hallelujah. So if you're here this morning and you don't have Christ and you desire to have Christ, come on. It's easy. All you have to do is ask. go from this place, Lord, your word will stick to our hearts. Father, we will realize how blessed we are, Lord, if Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God in our life, our Savior, our Messiah. Lord, help us to make our calling and election sure. May we be diligent, Lord, to follow your ways and your voice. I just thank you, Lord, that as you've spoken this morning, you've placed seeds within hearts, Lord, and I just pray that someone would come along and water that seed. Hallelujah. Lord, we desire to see a crop. We desire to see this world saved for Jesus Christ. Give you praise and honor. Amen. You're dismissed this morning.